All right, everybody, welcome to episode four of Something Wicked Podcast. And got my uh, co-host here, Cody. Today we're going to be talking about single-player games and how, no, they're not fucking dead. Cody, go ahead and introduce yourself. I am Cody, and I've known Dominic for since fucking like ninth grade. Yeah. So that's, that's a long that's time. long. <laughs> Some people say it might be too long, <laughs> but here we are. Um, Cody's the, uh, PS4 owner between the two of us. I got the Xbox side. Um, how long have you been gaming? Oh, shit. Um, well, probably since I was maybe three or four years old, my mom, um, used to say when she was pregnant with me, she used to play Mario Brothers on the regular Nintendo, and that's how it got my blood. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been gaming since I was a child. I'm 30 now, so. Same as me, then. Although, I don't think my mom did a whole lot of game playing when I was oh, yeah, in she's, the womb. Yeah, my mom stopped after it got a little more than two buttons. She's like, oh, that's <laughs> too much for me. Yeah, my mom, my mom used to be able to play Sonic, and that was about it. Just pretty much the same, so it's too complicated these days. I keep telling her, I'm like, hey, mom, I think I might have a game that you might like. And she's like, eh, I'll stick with Sonic. But whatever. So, topic of the day is single-player games. EA said that nobody wants single-player games anymore. And then I think the finest example of how wrong they were was the new God of War coming in. Everyone and their mother bought it, except our mothers maybe. But it did incredibly well. Yeah, as reviewed, Will, it played fantastic. The story is amazing. The The setup for the next game is awesome. EA says that because they're just a lazy developer studio thing. They have no creativity. Yeah, they, they just want all the money. They're like, live yeah. services, to yeah. quote Jim Sterling. They, but... They're just lazy. They don't want to take the time to create a unique world develop characters, hire people to do those actors' voices. Look at Rockstar. It, well, how long did it take, took them to make Red Dead 2? What, eight years? Something like that, yeah. And, and it came out and just blew everyone away. Yeah, and that's because, well, Rockstar specializes in single-player games, too. So what I like oh. about them is that they actually are allowed to take the time they need to make these things. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying, that EA doesn't give studios any kind of creative freedom. They just say where's my money and they send them out but yeah we're just, looking at you anthem yo i i fucking stayed away from that piece of shit i i wanted to like anthem like i played the beta because you know when i first saw the the e3 presentation for i'm like all right cool so iron man but in space i'm, I'm down to at least give that a shot yeah it's an iron man simulator yeah but it's at the same time I'm like well it's ea and it's it's bioware and bioware had been uh Bioware's been fucking up since... Uh, yeah. <laughs> For a while. Yeah. So, obviously, I wasn't holding my breath. And I played the beta when it came out. And it was fun. But, I don't know. There was things missing from it. Like, the flying around was obviously the best part. The gunplay was kind of meh, though. Like, you yeah. know, you're in this mech suit. All your guns should feel beefy and awesome and powerful. And, Except they all look the same. You know, and a lot of the guns didn't really feel... All that powerful 
So they had the flying down. That was about it. Yeah, but I feel like people who played that beta got everything about that game in the beta. Like there was no reason to mm-hmm. yeah. purchase. And I didn't buy it. Um, I didn't want to buy it. My brother-in-law didn't even buy it. He he was he's like, eh. oh, is he into shitty games? Well, no, we <laughs> we we game share on the Xbox. Oh. So basically, if he gets a game, I get the game. Yeah, that's how. And if I get the game, he gets a game. So. Yeah. It's pretty nice, and we get a lot of games because of that. Um, and like at first, he was kind of excited about Anthem. He's much easier to please than I am, but I, I, I certainly wasn't gonna buy it. And then he said that it was best to wait anyway. So we waited. We heard all the feedback, and we decided he decided, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, it, it just didn't look fun. Every piece of footage I've seen of it. It's just the same piece of footage. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, and then I heard the creative customization options are very limited and just boring. And I've seen the, I guess, the assault rifles you use in the game, and they just looked the most mediocre, uh, blah kind of weapon someone could think of. Yeah. Um, I can't say much for it because like i said the beta the beta had some of the customization and what there was was actually a lot more than i was expecting i mean it was mostly color and texture based but there was a lot of options and then there's a few available like more physical differences like armor pieces and whatnot there were there wasn't a lot in the beta but uh yeah all, all the guns that i got just kind of meh they all they all felt the same like different guns in the same category like different assault rifles they were all just kind of samey so see that's what's um, that's what's good about the god of war um the newest one because when you throw that leviathan axe and you push the button to have it come back to you like thor's hammer yeah and when it hits your hand it has that thunk and the controller vibrates so you feel like that's a pretty hefty piece of yeah see I don't have a PS4, so I haven't played it. And well, I have it. We could play it. <laughs> um, so like, I just I just watched it on YouTube. You know, gameplay bits, all that. Get some of the story, and like I could tell, the gameplay looked like it would feel good if I were the one playing it. So yeah, visually it looked great. I was kind of wary about the whole Kratos is now uh, dad of war. And I thought I thought it was weird that he would have a son again, and then I originally kind of felt like it should have just been a whole new character and not Kratos. But once I watched, yeah, I watched just to play through the game. Sue me. Yeah, his. <laughs> but it, it the way they did it, I guess made it made sense to be Kratos. But I still think they could have crafted a really good story with somebody new. Well. The... I disagree. I think that his son, because because to be honest, when Santa Monica was doing thinking about making the next game, people were telling them Kratos is kind of boring now. Like he's we played through all these games, he's just he's kicked Zeus's ass. Yeah, he's just <laughs> he's just mad all the time. <laughs> Man, literally too angry to die. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean that's fun, but. <laughs> You know, and you know, if I was like mm-hmm. sixteen and I was in my fuck you phase, I'd like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's murder everyone. <laughs> but you know, as I got older, I want more of a story. 
I want something to think about. And the way that <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the end, mm-hmm. so you know who his son is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this episode, like all episodes, may contain spoilers. It's gonna contain. Spoilers. It, there's gonna be spoilers. Yeah. yeah. So just fucking deal with it. There's your warning right now. But yeah, the way they used his son Atreus to set up the next games, I think is really fucking cool. I, I will forever just know his name to be Boy. Boy. <laughs> and plus he had that magnificent beard Kratos had. That is... <laughs> as a bearded man, that's a beard we all strive for. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And Aye. the gameplay was awesome. I mean... The Valkyries, they're fucking tough. Yeah. They're tough cunts. Yeah, I... That was another thing. I was like, eh, he just has this axe now, and... Eh. I, the one thing I, I was a little disappointed with watching through was the uh, the boss fights. They were cool, but I'm used to Kratos fighting things considerably bigger than him, and, and if I remember correctly, that it really only happened with uh, the dragon. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's something I thought could have been, you know, uh, addressed. And the trolls, you know, the big troll fuckers, yeah. they're really just different colors of the same enemy. Yeah, and kind of seem just like fighting the Cyclopses. Yeah, so, I mean, it, I'm not saying the game was, you know, perfect, but it's pretty close to it. Yeah. Um... Would you? What would you say your favorite uh, single player game is? Oh. Not necessarily single player only, but oh. like favorite favorite story, favorite campaign in a game. The Last of Us. Yeah. The Last of Us all day. I still need to finish that. The Last of Us <laughs> all fucking day. That that game is my favorite of all time, and I've been playing games for decades. Yeah. That game was so <laughs> exceptionally written and. The story, the gameplay, the setting, all of it was just amazing. The ending was awesome. I don't know if you... I haven't, no. No, that one I actually do want to play through, so I'm going to have to get myself a PS4 or just bum off other people's PS4s. Like yeah, I, in fact, I just downloaded the remastered version again because I've, <laughs> I've beaten that. I have the Platinum for the, the 2013 one for PS3, 100%. And then when it came out in 2004, 14 or 15 for PS4, I went and platinum it again. <laughs> and the only way to play that game is on the grounded difficulty. Yeah. Anything other than that, you're just it's, you're just wasting your time. Yeah. And that multiplayer was really great too. But and totally unnecessary, but apparently nailed it anyway. Yeah, just like the Uncharted games multiplayer is unnecessary, but hey, you fucking pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh as totally evident by the last two episodes, um, favorite series story-wise has got to be Halo. Although I'm not saying Halo's got the best stories. I think a lot of it is gameplay and just the universe itself. But um, another, another, the Witcher series is obviously absolutely grand. I've only played two and three because I've never had a PC. Right. capable of playing well, the first one I, I, I jumped in on the third one and i that's one of my favorite games ever made i've done my own research you know yeah. to kind of fill in the backstory but that game that game was what that was was a big fuck you to bethesda 
Oh, yeah, as that, well as many others. Because that game, well, because Bethesda's always like, oh, well, we have these big open worlds and all this stuff, so there's going to be some bugs. And then The Witcher 3 came out and said, shut the fuck up. Do your job. Clean it up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah, Bethesda, they should, they've got plenty of time. They they self-publish, you know, yeah. last I checked. They should have time to, you know iron things out well, it's because they've been using the same goddamn engine for the last yeah however many years yeah um and then with all the news lately of bethesda and all their shenanigans you know fallout 76 and various other that game is fucking shit mate uh, i mean i understand there's some people i know that love fallout enough to overlook all the flaws the game has oh, I love fallout. or all the bullshit and, but I mean, just the things I hear in gaming news about it, it's like, how, how does anyone give them money? And now they jumped on the Battle Royale bandwagon, which oh, like, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking Everyone and their mother did that. I really hope Halo Infinite does not do that because. It's probably going to. <laughs> well, I mean, as, well, again, as long as the story's good, I don't care much about the multiplayer. I haven't done much Halo multiplayer since. Four, I guess, and even then, I did less of four than the previous games. I switched over to Battlefield, and Battlefield can get away with not having grand single player because it's Battlefield. That's all. I still do. want one. Yeah, I say focus all your time and resources on just making the multiplayer as amazing as you can. Yeah, Battlefield could probably. Yeah, Battlefield Five has its issues. Yeah, right I, now, I think but it's still fun. Battlefield One, I think, is better than Five. Mm, I didn't like the time to kill in One. I did. I really didn't. It's it. Well, that's the problem. It seemed like it was too long for what you were using. Like a lot of the guns you're using should be much higher caliber than what people use these well, I've days. I had that same complaint for every battlefield game. <sighs> if you get shot in the chest with a sniper rifle, you should go down. You shouldn't just keep running. Yeah, especially back in the day when those bullets were bigger. But they always had like a hardcore mode to play multiplayer in, where that was. You know, yeah. taken care of, but now they don't have that anymore. I don't think Battlefield Five really needs it. I think the time to kill is good enough, and uh, sniping isn't as much of a pain in the ass as it used to be. Even I can snipe now a little bit. <laughs> mm. I used to be trash at it in three and four. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, but but mm. uh, yeah, back back to single player. Single like the recent Spider-Man game. Mm. That's that game was awesome. I recently just got the platinum for that, and that I had a blast doing that. I mean, it yeah. has some issues, like some of the, you know, the um, the like side districts where like there's, like there's crime in the district or whatever. Yeah, those get kind of repetitive, but it's so fun to swing around that city. It feels so good and to do yeah. tricks in the air and wear your favorite spider suit. And I'm just... I'm honestly bummed that that was a PlayStation exclusive. I, I get why they hold the rights to Spider-Man and they're just sharing with Disney for the movies, but come on. And it's fun. The, I mean, I feel like the skill trees could have been more padded out, though, but yeah. it's still just fun. Skill like, tree or skill web? Uh... <laughs> you know what? You know what single-player game I, I don't think got quite enough credit and certainly not enough post-launch uh, love? Mad Max. Yes, I agree. With I, I would have. I've never. I would. I have never been more willing to pay for DLC for a game than Mad Max. Yeah, and that's because 
once you beat the game, there's really not much left to do. Well, that game got buried under MGS5 because it came out the same fucking day, which yeah. is a terrible mistake on their <laughs> their part. Yeah. But, I, hey. That game was really good. It was Arkham-style type combat with cool vehicular combat. And people said, oh, it's just boring out here in the waste. Like, no, it's... I, I loved it, actually. It's kind of eerily beautiful. Yeah, it was. I got some great screenshots from the game. And, you know, any game that gives me a camera mode, I'm going to take a lot of screenshots. Well, yeah, you have to. That's, yeah. That's it, it's a given. I think more games, especially single-player games, more games need a camera mode. Um, yeah, I would have loved one for The Witcher 3. Oh, yes. Um, Halo... I believe Halo 3 introduced it. They had a theater mode. And it wasn't quite a camera mode, but it was. Basically, it would re automatically record and temporarily save everything you played, campaign and multiplayer. And then you could go back and watch it. But while watching it, you could uh, move the camera around. You could center focus on other players if it's multiplayer or just move the camera around. You can take screenshots, you can play the video in slow motion, you get really cool stuff. And they've continued with the theater mode, but like no other game has that. The first game I remember actually having something like that was Driver 3. Yeah. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to make all sorts of fun videos with that. And then that one was actually a lot more uh, complicated, not complicated, but um, it had more to it. Like you could. Yeah, you place said, the cameras yeah. and make them focus on a specific vehicle or person or something i would love more stuff like that i think that probably helped me get into wanting to make movies and stuff like i am now but uh yeah you put a camera mode in a game and i'm gonna take a shit ton of screenshots and plus with modern consoles having a built-in dvr it's easier than ever yeah, and you can't do that with a multiplayer game i mean you could take a quick screenshot but you can't like edit it and yeah yeah you, know, you can't your time with it and... you know tilt the camera yeah um another game speaking of great single player games um you can't even speak of it <laughs> it's yeah uh, hellblade senua's sacrifice did you play that one it was a real small time game oh, no. it didn't even release full release for full price no i i did but i know it's a uh it's a norse themed game where it's about her mental illness yes and no so it does take place uh it's this girl senua and she's going through basically she's trying to get into the norse version of hell which is hell which is hell with one l <laughs> <laughs> and she's trying to basically challenge hella for her dead boyfriend's life or something like that and she's got to carry his head in a sack around everywhere in order to do it but she herself, as you do, as yeah, you yeah, as you do, she herself is not uh, Norse. She's actually a Celt that was uh, attacked by the Norse. Norsemen killed her boyfriend, so she figures that she has to go to their hell to get him back. Just go there. Gonna, yeah, just go we'll, to hell we'll later. Just, we'll just waltz on in. Yeah. Go to hell later. See you. And it's it's an excellent game. It's polished. It looks great. Um the um the puzzles are interesting the combat the combat's not advanced but it has everything you need it's it's solid it's a good the combat is good it only comes in now and then and you kind of go into a combat mode and it's it's a lot of fun 
at first it seems too easy, but then it gets a lot harder later on with different enemies. And yes, she is dealing with like these mental issues and the developers, I believe it's Team Ninja? Yeah, I think it is. I they, think, I they think like so. interviewed like people with these illnesses, I think. Yeah, they, they you know interviewed experts on the illnesses, people with them, and they did it in a way to make it, you know, respectful, not like Look at these fucking psychos. It, not, no, yeah, like they did it in a respectful way and not to use it as a gimmick, you know? And the whole time it's uh, as my friend said, who told me about the game first, because he'd played it before I did, it's best played with a headset. Because oh, yeah. then those voices she's hearing are all around you. Yeah. You're hearing them too. And it was. It was a really good game. And I I it had a like again, it had a really bitchin' uh camera mode. Let you take some I got some good yeah. good I like pictures. Those from that single one. player games where it makes you kind of think or, you know, feel something like Yeah. Like The Last of Us, I fucking had man tears when the first <laughs> the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I understand totally. <laughs> throughout the whole game, it was just like these gut blows, and the violence in that game is so brutal. <laughs> but it has to be to show you what this reality is for these people. Yeah, I thought it was pretty well portrayed for what I played. Of I it. mean, it wasn't like over the top or even campy style violence. You know, it was. Holy shit! I just bashed that guy's face in, yeah. and he doesn't have a face now. <laughs> that face is now gone. And there's a scene, part of my favorite level of The Last of Us, where you're in Pittsburgh, and so, um, so Ellie's getting, I guess, beat up by this uh, hunter. Hunters are like the marauder type. Yeah. So, and then. You just kill the other guy, and so it sets up where Ellie's getting, you know, hold, held down, yelled at, beat up, whatever, and you're about 10 feet away, and the game, you, your instinct is to sprint at the guy and just attack him as soon as you can, and that's what you do in the game, and it's such a brutal, mm. you know, like, fuck you for touching her type thing. It's so visceral, like, it, like it is your child, and you're trying to protect her. Yeah. Yeah, it, I really do need to finish that. And... <laughs> The crafting, the way they did the UI was amazing. Like, it doesn't stop time or it doesn't open up a menu. It doesn't even slow down time. You gotta make sure you've got a good yeah. few seconds to go through your shit and craft something or pull out a new weapon. And the infected, not zombies, motherfuckers. <laughs> I am a stickler for that shit. Oh, the yeah, zombies yeah. are dead, they don't have life cycles. And, but the infected are so creepy. Especially yeah, the clickers when especially. Yeah, especially when you're in the pitch dark and you see the bioluminescence of their of their uh, uh, bodies that have been taken over, and the way the the cordyceps has taken over their body, the way it just breaks through their face. Yeah, is is awesome. Like it's such an atmospheric game, and that's why you know single player games are not dead. Anyone who says that they're dead are fucking lazy. Yeah, they're. They're just in it for the money, and it, it's mainly EA. They're the biggest ones, but Activision, uh, Ubisoft is like the lesser of three evils. But they're still they're still eh. yeah. But the, Ubisoft uh, can't put out a uh, can't launch a title without it being buggy as hell for the first three four months. 
Yeah, and plus they've got that formula that like every Ubisoft game has, and it it really is it has become really noticeable. Like, I haven't played the last uh three Far Cry games. Like the last one I played was three, and then everyone after that looked like it's got pretty much more of the same, with the exception of Primal, which had less of the same. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't feel the need. Oh no, Blood Dragon. That's the last one I played. Can we have more of that, please? I will say that. <laughs> In Assassin's Creed Origins, the story is the main story is good because um, uh, I'll spoil it because yeah, whatever. Fuck you guys. Um, there's a um, Order of the Ancients, which is basically the Templars from yeah, the OG Templars. Yeah, precursor to Templars. This is um, uh, her code name or whatever is Crocodile, and so you're trying to find out who this person is. Yeah, but as you get close to finding out who she is, um, you get, you know, your allies in that region to help. And they have a little girl named Shadia. And you find out that the crocodile, this person sent these people to come kidnap that child. And so you infiltrate through the base and you try, you find the mother of the little girl weeping by the edge of the uh, lighthouse. And, uh, she's holding a little, um, Shadi likes to carry around like a little corn husk doll. Yeah. So the way it's set up is so pretty and beautiful and impactful. Baya gets on the little um, boat and goes out and he dives down and you see her. The camera focuses on her. They tied her and sent her off to drown. And Brutal. So he cuts her free and brings her back up to the uh, boat and brings her back to her mother. And it's such a somber, like, it. it it's it stayed with me after I was yeah. like shit and then so eventually you find the crocodile the person and you assassinate them and just like Assassin's Creed games when you kill your main target it goes in like a little cutscene yeah and uh, the first thing he says to this person that ordered that death of that little girl he just kept screaming the girl's name at her you know Shania you know it was just like. He didn't even care about his own mission anymore. He just wanted to write that wrong for that Why? <laughs> and it's just, it's really good. You know, you don't get that from multiplayer games. I don't sure think. Sure don't. Sure don't. Where you have to like pause the game and just bullshit. <laughs> Speaking of uh, sad, powerful moments in single player games, um, it's a game from the olden days, the glory days, I would say, because things weren't complete shit the shit show back then uh the original darkness oh yeah when is when uh the darkness forces you to watch oh fuck i forgot her name uh, is this like his girlfriend right? yeah it was his girlfriend but basically mafia dudes executor yeah the mafia dudes in there you know talking shit to you telling you hey you fucked up and now you're gonna suffer for it and the darkness forces you like jackie tries to turn his head turn his head to not watch but the darkness is making him watch, but also making him not allowed to go in there. The darkness wants this to happen. And, I mean, the reason this is so powerful is because, like, in the beginning of the game, yeah, like, your first mission, so to speak, is to, you know, go check up on her, you know, hang out with her. And then you get the option to sit on the couch and watch a movie with her. And you can literally just sit there and watch an entire movie. They put, I think it was uh, To Kill a Mockingbird or something. Just put the whole goddamn movie in the game. 
And I don't even know what happens if you finish it. I never sat through it that long, but you just watch the movie. But you can just sit there, and then like she falls asleep and whatnot. And it's like it, you know, it's it's personal. You feel, you know, you give a shit about these characters now, and then you just watch her die. This helpless chick tied to a chair, get her face blown all over the window that you're staring through. It was a fucking intense moment back yeah. in the day, and that's um, you know, like. I was talking about how, like, I immediately was connected to The Last of Us when I was playing it. Yeah. That's kind of what happened when um, I was, I started playing God of War, the newest one, for the first time. Because, um, well, I'll let, you've seen parts of it in the beginning, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, um, when um, he, uh, the little boy Atreus is in there and he's kind of, like, upset and he's, you know, trying to, you know, try to be strong or mm-hmm. saying goodbye to his mom. And, uh, you know, I, I, I felt like that because my mom was killed. And, you know, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I know what you're going through, little man. Yeah. And then when um, Kratos um, kneels down to pick her up to put her on the pyre, he says, uh, find your way home or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you could tell just in his eyes that he's not the, the same Kratos. He's been trying to hold back that rage. and Yeah. I yeah, know. and I saw that throughout the whole, the whole playthrough I watched too. Like, you know, this Kratos is trying not to be the old Kratos anymore. Yeah, and that to me is amazing because I have a lot of <laughs> rage issues too. So I kind of know <laughs> what he's going through, and he's trying to raise his son. You know, it's basically a story about a single parent trying to raise a kid by himself. Yeah, it and, just you know happens to be Norse monsters yeah. trying to kill you. <laughs> Which, you know, that's you know that I'm sure that's difficult. Yeah, yeah. But he well for most people yeah, but it's such a like when he was putting his wife's faith ashes into his little pouch to carry on the journey, the way he just held it, kind of looked at it, it reminded me of when I held my mom's ashes, mm. and I didn't fuck I didn't say anything, <laughs> you know you just kind of just serial down yeah you just, you kind of just in that moment are just like. It became real, you know, like they're gone. Yeah. So, you know, again, people who say single-player games are dead, these games are shining examples of how they're just completely wrong. Or yeah. people who don't like single-player games, you need to fucking stop. You need to try harder. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, whenever I hear somebody say that The Witcher 3 is a bad game, like, I look at them like they're on crack. They, I'm like, did you try playing it? I couldn't get past, I couldn't get more than half an hour in. I'm like, well, then you need to try harder. Because yeah. that is a damn fine game, even if you didn't play the previous ones. Which I have not. Yeah. And I fell in love with it. I love the the art style. I love the characters. You the know, world I, is well-crafted. Yeah. It, it all it, seems more alive than any previous. It seems okay, plausible. The only other Witcher that I've played. And, you know, Gwent is fucking fun as shit. Yeah. So, it feels lived in. You know, all these games that I'm talking about feel like these worlds existed previous to the story that you're playing in yeah yeah a well-crafted uh single-player game will have that and it, it's not like like even mad max mad max is a pretty simple yeah like nobody really well, i don't really much but i mean most people don't really question you know what kind of apocalypse happened in mad max we'll probably just assume nukes yeah it's nukes. and it yeah like it still felt like you know, a wasteland, but with, you know, assholes in it. Yeah, and they're 
weird asshole. <laughs> really weird assholes. You wear <laughs> S&M gear, you know. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the movies, the old movies. Yeah. But that's awesome. That's a cool, yeah. you know, fucking, the dude works on your vehicle. His name's Chum Bucket. Like, yeah. Fucking like, Quasimodo there just hanging on on the back of your car, throwing shit at people. Yeah. I, I And in the first movie, the dude's name was Toe Cutter. Like so, like these names. Like if you had them now, you'd probably what the fuck. Is yeah. But the whole setting just makes it work. Yeah, it does. And um, you know, like I said, the Mad Max game, it was a lot of fun, but there was no, there's no new game plus. Right. Not really. I mean, like you could still drive around the world, but like there's not 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 much left to do, and I, I really wish they'd given me more to it. I wish they'd make a sequel. Yeah, I'd buy that. I've been waiting. But then again, I'm the same guy who wishes they'd make a, a new manhunt, and that's never going to fucking happen. Uh, yeah, although there's other reasons for that. <laughs> well, fuck them. Make it adults only. I'll pay $80 for to make up the difference for that game. I well, just... no no uh, console would would yeah, have I know. it. Fucking Disney only type bullshit. Only, um, only PC for that, which, you know... If they released another Manhunt and it was adults only, I'm pretty sure I'd have to get a computer to play it on. Yeah, I mean, that game, I mean, story-wise... It's pretty simple, but yeah. fuck, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It, I mean, probably wasn't even that good of a great of a game, but it was just fun role-playing in that type of environment. Yeah. But then they cut the balls off of it for the Manhunt 2. Yeah. It's basically what they did to Four Loco. They took the bite out of it and made a pussy drink. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I miss Manhunt. You know what else? Speaking of Rockstar and their masterpieces, you and I have uh, some history with this one. Goddamn Warriors. Oh, I love the Warriors. <laughs> that was a good game. That was a straight up good fucking game. With some excellent co-op. I remember our constant battles over who would get Cowboy's hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a really great game. Yeah. Based off a movie. A prequel to a movie, even, and they made well, it work. It was a prequel during, and then a little bit after, I think. Yeah, part of the game. The uh, only other movie quote tie-in games I could think of that were any good was those Lord of the Rings games. I specifically remember. I think it was Return of the King on the Xbox and PS2. That one was a that one was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it was surprisingly fun, and you know it. it I looked. I actually looked it up not long ago again, just to see if it was just nostalgia in my head. But the old, it was on the 360. The Peter Jackson King Kong game. Did oh, you ever yeah. play that one? I never played it. No. no, it was actually pretty fun. Like it was one of those few movie tie-in games that wasn't total yeah, shit. Yeah, I know it reviewed pretty well for a movie tie-in game. Yeah, which is not saying much for a movie tie-in. Game. <laughs> Those movies are tr- or games are traditionally. Notice I don't even try those anymore, really. Yeah. Like they might every once in a great while. Well, but... they did with the Batman Begins movie, and that was catastrophic. I don't know. I didn't play that. I Not very good. Yeah. The uh, fucking shit. The Arkham series, though, those were good. Oh yeah, Arkham Asylum was fucking breakthrough. Yeah, and changed the way. You know, if only we could get. I don't necessarily always encourage other developers to copy stuff, but if we could if we could get more superhero games 
that fought that that had that kind of fighting system at least ones that it made sense for like spider-man has it, it. yeah it works with spider-man i think it would work with something like uh blade teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah probably i really want them to make a brutal mature punisher game just Again. like like the one i used to play on xbox <laughs> yeah i remember that one. <laughs> oh, yeah they yeah, just showed I, I, the same care and attention they did to the Batman franchise, to the Punisher. Oh, yeah. That would be really good. And I gotta wonder if they could even get away with putting all those interrogation scenes in anymore. Like, Grand Theft Auto V had it with uh, oh, Trevor. Yeah, people freak out about it. And people it. were like, oh my god. It's like, it's Grand Theft Auto. It's do you really actually, expect any less? It's actually pretty tame what you do on that thing. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, I've played through it. It's... it's Punisher was more awesome because most people, when in the Punisher game on the original Xbox, people usually didn't live through those interrogations. Oh no, you could, you know, uh, they'd either talk and die or they'd die. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna happen. You're yeah. going, you're going down. You will be punished. I, I do miss that game. Yeah. I, Again, another single player game. Yeah. I take mean, hint, take hints. Industry. Uncharted franchise, great single player game. That's awesome i love those games uncharted 4 was amazing yeah and they all have multiplayer components but they don't take away from the single player yeah yeah that's what developers gotta re well okay I'm, I'm not gonna say developers need to realize it because i'm fairly certain that in many cases not all but many cases it's not the developer's fault it's the publisher's fault publishers need to realize that people still want See these single player games. Well, I guess yeah. The logic is that well, once you play a single player game, what's the replay about replayability? It was like, well, first of all, if it's a great game, I'm gonna replay that fucker a lot. Halo One came out in two thousand one. Uh, yeah, I still play it. The campaign, I still play that. I've played the Halo One campaign more times than I can count. Yeah, hundreds. And you can't... And I keep... I still do it. Yeah, I still play... Um, like I said, The Last of Us. I've yeah. I've beaten that game from start to finish maybe two or three dozen times. Yeah, Another good example of a game I've beaten to the ground was uh, Zone of the Enders 2. That was a superb game. Yep, well, and back... I believe I mentioned it in my first episode that I, I had that game on the PS2. And then I discovered Halo, so... I, I needed to trade in my PS2 to get an Xbox when my friend Dwyer moved back to Minnesota. I needed my Halo fix. So I traded in a PS2 and some of my games. And I traded in Zone of the Enders 2 because I figured I've unlocked everything. I've unlocked all the characters for the Tacton versus mode, which was actually pretty cool. I've beaten the game a million times. It's a lot of fun, but I don't think I need to play it again. And then I turned it in at Game Crazy because that was a thing back then. And then years later, I'm like fuck, I wish I'd, I could play this again. And I'm like, I'll just go to Game Crazy and look for it. And uh, no, it it was hard to find. Yeah. And then they finally released the uh, HD remaster on the 360. I'm like, ah, oh, my dreams have been answered. So I bought it again, played the yeah. shit out of it again. M MGS1, MGS2, MGS3. Beat Pff, especially 3. Beat those games into fucking oblivion. <laughs> Me and my friend, yeah. just over and over, we got so good at it. We can play it on like European Extreme and beat it four hours. Yeah, like again back back with Halo One. Like not only do I play these that game still, and, and some others as well, but 
you know, I've seen the cutscenes a million times. I don't skip them. Yeah. Ever. I don't skip cutscenes. I just don't do it. I don't care if I've seen it a million times. I'll skip a cutscene if it's like a cutscene before a boss battle that keeps killing me over and over and I've seen it enough times. That particular sitting. But other than that, like, you make a good single player game people and do. people are going to play that for years, decades. Yeah. Like, I've played um, the first Red Dead Redemption start to finish 100% several times. Yeah. And I'm already doing it with Red Dead 2. I've already beaten it twice, start to finish. Although I do wish they'd release some of that uh, Undead Nightmare for Red Dead 2, because that would rock my socks to an 11. Yeah. But just, these games mean more than multiplayer games. Yeah. Obviously, some games are best at multiplayer, like the Battlefield series. Yeah. I enjoy I enjoy the effort they're making to put single player like in the the single player for Battlefield One and Battlefield Five were great. I loved them. Battlefield One, especially that opening bit where you're some dude and then you die, but yeah. it's not like a scripted death unless you're too badass, then you probably die. But yeah, and then it just pops up on the screen like so and so died this date, and it's like holy shit. And then you just go into the boots of some other dude. And you play until he dies, and it just kept doing that with this, you know, somber voiceover of how the Great War wasn't all that great. Like, that kind of effort, it's appreciated. And, you know, DICE didn't have to do that, but they did, because people asked for it. Like, I really... Um, Somehow, EA allowed them to do it. <laughs> I don't know if you ever played This War of Mine. <clears throat> I haven't. Uh, no. I have I it haven't. on my laptop, and I also have it for my PS4. That game was really good. That's an emotional... <laughs> Yeah. it's really good you know sneaking in trying to get supplies for your own um people i snuck into this old people's house and you know they had a lot of medicine and food and she yeah. his wife was dying and i was just ransacking his fucking place <laughs> <laughs> and he was pleading with me please don't leave her medicine please and my my lot my life was fuck you guys you guys are old anyway i got people at my place to feed <laughs> We need medicine. The future lives with me. <laughs> yeah, you're done. But then afterwards, I was like, dang. I, uh, what I did was kind of worse than just killing them outright, you know, because yeah. now they're just going <laughs> to suffer until they die. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever, it's me or them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. Developers or publishers just need to realize it because, you know, but look at look at the games. Look at these live services that are coming out. They get replaced like every year or couple years anyway. Like who gives a shit about Call of Duty anymore? Call of Duty used to have decent single player campaigns, and then it became popular online. And people, industries like oh, let's uh, let's focus on online. And then like oh, let's release a Call of Duty every fucking year. They've been doing that what since Black Ops, I think. Um, Something like that. Some, somewhere, I I gave up the, on Call of Duty after Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, I mean, I played. I think the last one I really played all the way through was Modern Warfare Three. Maybe I I think I beat Black Ops, but like I never cared much for the multiplayer of those. I was playing Halo Online back then, which was better, and you know it was better because the next Call of Duty that came out after a Halo game would copy a bunch of shit that, that Halo game had. They literally had their own version of Infection, which, for those who don't know, basically 
there's two teams, the infected and the survivors. And the infected basically have to kill survivors. And when a survivor gets killed, they switch to the other side and become another, another infected. Call of Duty literally ripped that straight from Halo. Halo started Halo 2 introduced dual wielding. Call of Duty's like, hey, let's put dual wielding on our next game. Um, and then Call of Duty did it again with Titanfall. Titanfall 1 came out, and granted it had no single player. They tried to work the story into the multiplayer, which was, you know, it was a bold attempt. It didn't really work out that well. It was hard to get the story right if you kept playing random matches out of order. Like, I got the whole story, but I don't know what order it goes in. But, you know, Titanfall 1 had introduced this bitchin' wall running and double jumping mechanic thing, and it worked out really great. It put park high-speed parkour into a first-person shooter and then put it online. So the Call of Duty's like, hey, let's do that. And then it turns out they did it, but shittier. Yeah, if you're going to rip somebody off... <laughs> At least do it right. <laughs> make it equal or greater to than what you're ripping off. Yeah. Like, uh, the Shadow of Mordor games ripped off Batman and some Assassin's Creed, but yeah. it was fun! It was. It was a lot of fun. And <laughs> got it. I, uh, I'm really glad that we got a sequel to that one, actually, because you could do so many rude things in that game. Yeah, I love the, the random orcs in that game, how they just say weird things to you. Like, there's one yeah. who's like, are you going to eat me? I was like, what the fuck? The Nemesis system. Oh my god. The Nemesis system got so much better in the second one, too. There's a um actually I I saw a thing yesterday that that system, um and that whole engine basically mm. was developed for a Nolan verse Batman game that they had doing pre production. Oh, that would have been so really cool. So that Nemesis system was supposed to be you know for thugs and that <laughs> Batman. That's awesome. I would definitely like to see but, a uh, proper working Nemesis system in more games. But uh. Uh, Christopher Nolan didn't sign off on them to make that game about his bat verse. Yeah. So they scrapped it and then eventually became the Shadow Mortar game. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had so many hilarious orcs. And then I found out in the second one, I found out that uh, I was fighting this uh, troll, actually. No. Yeah, troll. Fighting this troll, and this motherfucker grabbed my sword and broke it. He broke my goddamn sword. And then, like, this has never happened to me before. So I'm like, fuck, that was, like, good good gear. You gotta run away. And I had to use a shittier sword. And the only way that I could get it back was to kill that guy. And I'd already fought him multiple times at this point. He was hard to kill. Yeah. And I then, like, it makes you actually, like, yeah, that's just a nemesis system. It's a game system. But you... You invest yourself in it. You want revenge on the motherfuckers that kill you. And this one guy, actually, I eventually did get my sword back. This other orc... But then he left at our train station. Damn it. <laughs> this other orc, he killed me um, so many times that I got pissed at him. I'm like, nah, death is too good for you. So I finally, you know, I settled down. I developed my new strategy of how to get at him because he was immune to a lot of shit. He wasn't easily killable, but he was vulnerable to stealth attacks. So what I would do is I would sneak up above him, and then I'd do that, um, what was it called, where you basically take, oh, over their, take over their mind. Oh, um, 
Yeah, I, uh, I forget the term. You basically, you, you know, you tried to take their, took over their mind. Well, he was too high level for me to actually convert to my side. So instead, I leveled him down. And I'm like, fuck this dude. I leveled him down so many times that he pretty much just went insane. Yeah, if he do that <laughs> enough to a, a few of those things, they'll, they'll uh, commit suicide. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had one commit suicide yet, but I did have him go insane, and it was glorious. I never converted him to my side. I just kept him insane, and the second game improved on the Nemesis system so much, too. Like, yeah, you'd be trying cool. to do your thing, and all of a sudden... He's like, oi, I got a problem with you. Like, just come out of nowhere. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? Hey, White Walker. You fucked up now, buddy. It's like, what are you doing? I'm trying to do something over here. <laughs> I'm trying to kill this guy. I'm trying to pick some flowers for some shit I need. <laughs> Fuck it all. You're going to fight me right now. <laughs> right. It's like, all right, well, I guess I'll cut your head off. Yeah. See. But that's like, like what is it? Emergent gameplay in single player games. Like, you don't oh, really yeah. get multiplayer. It's, multiplayer is the same, basically the same thing. Yeah. And see, you look at Titanfall again. They realized, okay, that whole multiplayer story mode thing didn't work out. So we're going to put a campaign, a proper campaign, in Titanfall 2. Have you played it? I've never played a Titanfall game. Okay, you should get Titanfall 2. You can skip the first one. Don't tell me what to do. Well, (laughs) no, the, uh, the campaign in Titanfall 2, like, this is a brand new company. It was started by the two former presidents of um, Infinity Ward, they got kicked out for what was, I, I can only assume was bullshit, because, you know, <laughs> yeah, EA. They, they had creative ideas. And they said, or no, Activision, that was Activision. They had creative ideas, and they're like, no, we don't do that shit here! <laughs> so, they went and started Respawn, and Titanfall was their first game. And while, again, it didn't have the single player, the, the multiplayer was a lot of fun. Like, I picked that game up late, and not only... By the time I picked it up, they made all the DLC free. They're like, you know, fuck it, you guys can have all this. I'm like, alright, cool. And it was a lot of fun. And I played it enough to get excited for Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2 had a, a story mode. They'd never made a story mode properly. Like, what was in what was in the first one was just kind of meh, a little background, mostly just dialogue. There were no actual cutscenes. This one, they went all fucking out. There's... They've got two levels in particular that stand out as stupid fun levels. Some of the most creative shit I've seen in a game as far as just, you know, level design and mechanics. The first one, you are running through this uh your titan basically gets taken and since you're actually forming a bond with this titan uh bt you know this is that pilot titan bond and you know bt's got some good characterization you know you you give a shit about bt you want you want your big titan bro with you and he gets taken uh basically just picked up by this crane in this uh assembly line and basically it's an assembly line creating you know, entire buildings and houses and, you know, grids of land. And it's this gigantic factory that you're going through. And you're running around on 
this assembly line through these buildings that are, you know, sideways, upside down, not fully put together, that kind of shit. And it's just the way they put it all together was fucking awesome. And then they kicked it up a notch and brought some crazy fucking like time jumping shit into it later on where basically you have, you have this device, you know, they assign it to a button. So you press it and you'll skip from your current time period to some time in the past. But the thing is where you're at currently, it's like, you know, this bombed out building, it's all fucked up. Everything's destroyed. And the only thing, the only enemy there is like these wild animals that are like, I don't know, giant, a little bigger than a tiger, I'd say. They're huge and they're angry. And, uh, but in the past, there's actual, you know, dudes with guns and they're like, what the fuck? What's this random dude just popping out of nowhere here? And, you know, you have to, basically you can escape from one fight by skipping time to the other one but then you're usually in another fight. But in the past, the building's not all fucked up. Everything's, you know, in good, perfect condition. So there's cover where there wouldn't be cover. And then on top of that, there's puzzles you have to solve, you know, free running puzzles you have to get through by basically going back and forth through time. And it's a fucking incredible mechanic. And I really hope that Titanfall 3 happens and we don't just get stuck with Apex Legends. <laughs> Another, that would suck. Another really great single-player uh, game to show that single-player games are not dead. The Dishonored games. Mm, good times. I loved the first one. <laughs> Everything about that game was beautiful. The, the, the way it looked, the, the music was awesome. Yeah. Corvo had an amazing, cool mask. And I like that you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is pretty open there's creative ways to you know multiple creative ways to get both the lethal and the non-lethal versions and because of my fascination with a previous franchise that's why i like dishonored and that franchise is the hitman franchise i never really got into hitman I, like i haven't really played any of them much. i played i started when i was younger when the second one silent assassin came out and i've been playing them every time they fucking ch- chunk one of those motherfuckers up <sighs> The last two, the uh, the the soft reboot in 2016 and the newest Hitman 2, awesome. Yeah. Because every the consensus with all Hitman fans is that Blood Money is the best Hitman. But that was, was the last one before the reboot, wasn't it? No, uh, it went um, Hitman, codename 47, Hitman 2, Silent Assassin, Hitman Contracts, which is amazing music, and then after that was. Hitman Blood Money, which came out in 2006 on the 360, which I fucking played that game again. Mm-hmm. And then in 2012, Hitman Absolution came out. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking. And that is a great game, but it's not a Hitman game. Mm. Kind of like how Black Flag wasn't really an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was a pirate game with assassin tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, if, if Absolution didn't have the Hitman moniker on it it would still be a great game but since it had that pedigree behind it it needed to be better yeah um well i do have access to the first of the soft reboots i'll probably have to get in with that yeah hitman 2016 was amazing and the second the sequel that i got now i just got recently was pretty cheap 
I just love those games. I love walking into a huge sandbox and just kind of looking around and seeing how can I, I got to kill these two people mm. or however many people there. How am I going to do it? And that game has such a dark sense of humor. Oh, yeah. It's, it's right up my alley with my sense of humor. Yeah. All right, so uh, mentioning Hitman, um, in the old games, after you, you know, finish the story, you know, you, you obviously like, okay, I want to do something else, but in this universe. So the community started picking NPCs that are in the world or in the levels and trying to challenge other people to kill that NPC and then, you know, to give the game some extra longevity. And now in the newer Hitman games, the uh, developer actually implemented a contract system where you can go back into levels and pick someone. So people were actually, because I, I, I'd heard about the contract system and it sounded pretty cool. So that it originated with the older games. Yeah, but the, just through entirely through the community. Yeah, Imagine people that. would, because the whole Hitman games are a puzzle game, mm. right? And once you figure out how to kill the person you're trying to kill, you know, there's, there's many different ways to do it. Yeah. But once you've thoroughly slayed that game, which people like me have, yeah. um, you start challenging yourself like, okay, do the take out the targets wearing just your suit. 47's amazing suits. Yeah. No disguises. Or, you know, stuff like that. So the community would challenge each other and then eventually the developer, IO Interactive, took note of that and said, Well, we're gonna make it a whole, you know, mechanic. Yeah. So and it's amazing how they listened to fans and saw the community and you know implemented that. And it's so fun making your own contracts and trying to stump people. Oh, imagine that. The community loved the game so much that they started adding more to it. And then, surprisingly enough, a developer listened. Yeah, it's huh. awesome. EA, I hope you're listening. <laughs> um, speaking of... Fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, that's not good. It had something to do with uh, community input influencing how awesome a game was or something. Damn it. <laughs> I know what happened. Oh, Halo. I don't know if that's where I was going to go, but Halo did it. Um, in Halo 2, they didn't have the game type Infection. Again, where, you know, one team is zombies, one team is survivors. So... But they did have custom games, and you could change a bunch of the game options to basically make your own thing. So basically, um, people created, so to speak, their own infection. But or one team would just have swords, and the other team would have shotguns, usually, because, you know, zombies. And basically, you had to honor system it back then. If you died as a survivor from an infected, you had to, you know, go into the game menu and switch teams manually. So then uh, Bungie, the previous developer for Halo, um, they saw this and they were always really, you know, in tune with their community. They listened. Um, so in Halo 3, infection became an actual game type. And it's been a staple of uh, Halo games since. Not stable, but I mean, it's been there. So, <clears throat> granted that is multiplayer, but 
you know, when developers listen to their community and publishers allow the developers to act on those kind of things, yeah. good good things happen. And uh, and uh, like that, um, another great thing about the contract system for the Hitman games is that um, it, the game like records how you take out the person you target. Mm -hmm. So if it's like in your suit and you use a fucking fish to kill someone. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> you know, it records that. And then it brings you back to the thing and you can create a little mission, mission briefing about that target. Like <laughs> in the 2016 one, I think I made a contract because it's in Sapienza, it's in Italy. Yeah. And um, there's a little monastery there and there's a a head priest or whatever you call him and of course i gave him the backstory that he was, has a hit on him because he's a diddling kids yeah <laughs> and it, you know you I mean, he probably these, was yeah of course they <laughs> all are and you make these little backstories and people have created like whole like their own little seasons of these contracts making their own stories and yeah it's so cool to read them oh man and you know that's all community that's all focus on the single player game and that's amazing i i think that's pretty damn awesome i could definitely see other um other games could definitely utilize something like that um elite dangerous not necessarily a single player game you can play in solo where there's no other players elite dangerous is a massive space sim that takes place in a one-to-one -one scale replica of our galaxy and yeah, you can travel to all the fucking stars. Um, it's not exactly a single-player game, but it is very community-driven, um, more or less. Like, there is stuff that happens, you know, in-game narrative. It's not strong. It's, you know, Frontier wants to basically let people live their own life in this space sim. And that's that's good and all, but there are certain like community inspired events like uh, Distant Worlds and Distant Worlds Two, where basically it's this giant group of explorers, people in explorer ships that start from the main bubble, which is you know human inhabited space, which is a tiny little section of our galaxy, and they travel along a set route to somewhere across the fucking galaxy just to explore just for shits and giggles and this is you know it's just an, it's an official it becomes an official thing because the developer you know it, it lets the community do these kind of things sometimes the developer will step in when uh, a community thing is a little too uh, out of hand Look, looking at that recent event with uh the the gnosis jumping into what they thought was a restricted area and instead getting attacked by aliens one jump in i didn't hate it nearly as much as everyone else but i mean i don't know fuck it i thought it was cool and it's, and i want to <laughs> i just made a distinction in my mind when i say i don't consider co-op type games multiplayer like i no oh definitely not no i consider multiplayer like me versus you, like maybe yeah, it's a versus PvP, yeah. VE or something, you know. But like Dying Light had technically multiplayer with you know the co-op, yeah, yeah, the co-op. But but it was just another dude helping you slay zombies. Yeah, and it was it was, it was, it was a lot of that fun. game by itself, just normal. 
you know, single player is fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed Dying Light a lot. The parkour system was awesome. Um, I loved drop kicking zombies. It didn't yeah. do much, but it was fun. Well, if you got them near a ledge, they can... If they're near a ledge, sure. Or um, one of those, like, spiked wall things. Oh, yeah. Or just a trap. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I love that game. It's... And they kept supporting it for years. Mm -hmm. A lot longer than most developers would. Did you uh, happen to play, I think it was the year it came out? Mm -hmm. Did you happen to play around April Fool's Day? I don't think I did. No? Because I know they had like all these massive buffs. Like Okay, so basically what they did was any kind of kick attack that you could do, your regular kick or the drop kick, they would go rocketing off into the (laughs) distance. So, with so much force, it was the funniest fucking thing ever. So I just went around kicking everything, and it would suddenly not be my problem anymore, because it was like a hundred feet away or something. And that game can be a legit horror game if you play it on the higher difficulties, where your flashlight has to recharge, so you just be, it starts flickering and then just goes out, you're in the darkness. That game could could be a legit horror game if you're playing in the dark. (laughs) Yeah. Like, for the longest time, I avoided going out at night because it was dangerous at night. Why would I? Well, you get the but then it, double you know, XP. Yeah, you get even more XP, but then I finally got enough good gear and went, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go out at night. And the nighttime was awesome. Like, the Music chases, yeah, yeah, the chases you got into, those uh, souped-up infected chasing after you, gave you a mechanic to look behind you just make sure that you weren't totally fucked. Yeah, and you see them right on your ass, like, yeah. screeching. Those are some intense, intense chases. And trying to get away, yeah. It's, and, you know, it's cool because the atmosphere is it's dark, obviously, and the music is kind of different. It's kind of, yeah. but it's also kind of quieter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's uh-huh. quieter, and especially on the harder difficulties, because they patched it so many times, they've added, like, this hardcore type stuff yeah. for your where your um, your weapons break faster and your flashlight needs a chance to recharge, so you just can't go looting all night. All the things, yeah. Yeah, because you have to you have to stop and like, okay, I gotta recharge this, and then you, that's when you see in the moonlight one of those nasty fuckers just looking <laughs> looking for someone to kill. <laughs> so, you, know, you stay over there. I'm gonna get this chocolate bar. And... It reminds me a bit of uh, another excellent uh, single player series. No multiplayer whatsoever, uh, as far as I know. Is the Metro series? You played those? I played um, the first two. The first two. Remastered. Yeah. Um, I really love the atmosphere in those games, and it it really makes me want to read the books a lot. But you know, that was another one. You had to recharge your flashlight in that too. But um, you actually had to like whip out this thing, squeeze it a bunch of times to recharge it. Same with your night vision if you're using that. Yeah. Um, that was another game with a really well-built world. Granted, it was based off a book series, but still, it was really, really well done. I love the I love the atmosphere of that one. I'm playing through Ex- Exodus right now, still kind of in the beginning. Yeah, and <clears throat> another good single-player game was um, Outlast. The first one I played. Oh God, Outlast! <laughs> that game was. That game was nuts. <laughs> um, so. My lady likes to watch me play games. Certain games that she's not going to play herself, but she'll watch me play, and especially horror games. So, while playing Outlast, she was always watching. 
And you know, remember the part where you lose uh, was it one or two fingers? Oh yeah, um, Doctor Satan cuts your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> so she she kept getting grossed out every time I would like I would intentionally go and put that hand up against the wall to peek yeah. around the wall, and I would look at my fingers missing. She's like, "Knock it off." <laughs> We're just missing like it shaved off part of the flesh behind the bones. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Outlast was a good one. But I I have a pretty cool creepy story of when I was playing that <laughs> I was coming through like I guess it was like a cell block or something and I hear this this thudding noise and I look around and it was just one of these crazy inmates inmates beating a dead guard's body with his you know his club and I kind of stumbled into the light of the room and he saw me and he just stopped and he looks at me he's like I like you to stay quiet <laughs> and I was like yeah all right yeah <laughs> Yeah, no cool, problem, buddy. cool, man. And I just walked away. <laughs> I thought he was going to chase me, but he just turned at me. He was like, I'd like you to stay quiet. I was like, yeah. oh, Did yeah. he not stay quiet? Is that why you're beating the shit? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Outlast is a great game. Um, just so everyone listening knows, be ready in October because there will be a Halloween episode, and we are going to talk a shit ton about all the good scary games, all the good horror games. I got real scared playing Resident Evil 7 for the first time. I still need to play that. I haven't played that one like, yet. I was just because I have a friend on voice chat, and I was just he let me borrow it. So, like, I have an anxiety disorder. So, when I play a horror game, my anxiety is really high because I'm you know you're interacting with the world. Yeah. So these, those creatures, the molded or whatever, I was in the basement. I was opening doors, looking at things, and I was like, oh, what's in here? And I seen one of those fuckers come at me, and I was like, oh, what's in here? Oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I ran out of there, and he, and he was just chasing me but yeah same thing with uh the remake of resident evil 2 that, uh, ah that's another one i definitely i played the demo but the, um god it was good mr x that fuckers just hear him off in the distance looking for you just loud footsteps no uh, um very intense yeah i don't, don't want to say too much on horror games i do love a good horror game though and we're gonna save a bunch of those for the Halloween episode. Um, I guess I'm going to close it off. Another great single-player game that knows exactly what its audience wants. Doom 2016. Yes. Do you know, initially, the developers told Mick Gordon to not use metal soundtrack like guitars? Yeah. And he's like... But why? They just didn't... They, They must have been the people that were around for Doom 3. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not shitting on Doom Three. Doom Three was a fun game, not incredibly Doom esque as far of, as the previous ones, but it was it, still a really fun game. It was the Hitman Absolution of the Doom series. <laughs> um, but yeah, they told him, "No, we don't want that." And then he sent them like a demo of what he was doing, and they're like, "Yeah, we want that." Yeah, fuck it. And he was absolutely correct. That soundtrack is amazing. It I, really is. I would pay to see him play that shit live. Um. Yeah, keep an eye out. I'm sure he comes around every now and then. Um, video games and concert. That's what you want. Bioshock. Oh, fuck. Well, the first Bioshock. I've only I've beaten Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. Infinite was a letdown. I loved it. Compared to what they initially I mean, told us was going to be in it and previewed, letdown. I don't remember a lot of that. It was a long time oh, ago. They said it was but like, I do remember playing it. They said it was like a hub world and all this and that. You can interact non-violently with NPCs like you talk to them and then what we got Ken Levine's 
a little more linear, I'd say. Yeah, his bearded, you know, ambition was not able to be met on that game. So, yeah. I, I I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and I'm see, I I don't mind linear games at all. I'm I'm all for a good linear game if it's good. Open world is fine with some games like The Witcher Three, perfect for open world. Metal Gear Five, I didn't like it that much. I, I didn't. I didn't really want an open world with Metal Gear. I wanted open areas in which, you know, there were multiple paths that I could take to get through something maybe. But I mean, you just got this big ass open world with these little bases here and there and whatnot. Like yeah, there get... wasn't a whole lot to do in between your encounters with yeah. these little outposts or full blown bases. Yeah, just ride a horse. I mean, I still really I mean, had fun with it, but yeah. The worst um, part about that game was the fucking ending of that. Oh. So I've heard, yeah. My 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 friend, a different Cody. Um There could only be one. <laughs> there are many. Um he is a huge Metal Gear fan, has been yep, me too. all his life. Since and he, he he too was insanely disappointed, he says. Yeah. It's not really it's 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 not the ending we all deserve. And then Konami is like, her, her, let's uh, get rid of our fucking moneymaker and then make this shitty-ass uh, zombie game that doesn't fit in this universe whatsoever. That's an insult to the fucking franchise. I, I, it's a lot like Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I don't acknowledge its existence. Yeah. Or The Mummy 3. The only good mummy was the first mummy. The second one was decent. The only good... second one was still fun, yeah. yeah Third one was fun. trash, though. Third one was trash because they tried getting rid of, or they they didn't have the same, didn't have Rachel Wise, and they tried to make it the same character, which totally wasn't. Yeah. Plus, it was fucking China. I mean, it could have worked. It just didn't. I don't know. Meh. Yeah. Yetis. Um. (laughs) So, I guess we're gonna wrap it up here, so I don't have another, uh, you know two to three hour episode like okay. the last couple we tried to try not on... try not to do that anymore and we tried to stay on topic <laughs> yeah I mean, we did better so yeah uh single player games are not dead ea especially i, I forget the name of the asshole that said it but he's wrong he's dead wrong you know the money shows that you know, god of war especially is a great example people still play this shit yeah. And look at look at Nintendo. Nintendo's selling the same shit it has been for ever, mostly single player games, and guess what? People still buy them. Yeah. I'm not a huge Nintendo fan, but per- personally. Like I don't get the allure of playing, you know, five new Mario games a year, but you know, they're clearly doing just fine because they're still doing it. All single player games. Maybe some co-op. And again, co-op... I don't consider multiplayer. Co-op's not, you know, the same as regular multiplayer. Couch co-op is a dying thing. Couch co-op needs to stick around. Halo Infinite? They're bringing it back. Because in Halo 5, they're like, her, no split screen because 60 frames per second. It's like, dude, I don't care about 60 frames. Let me play with the person sitting next to me and not some other people online. So, yeah, couch co-op is a dying thing. It needs to continue to exist, especially in game series that have had it for a long time, like Halo and Gears of War. 
Um, yeah, single player is going to be sticking around for as long as the industry is around. Yeah. There are people, a lot of us, that really want good, solid experiences that don't need to involve some fucking 12-year-old yelling obscenities over a microphone. <laughs> exactly. Because I want to yell my own obscenities when I'm playing the game. Yeah. And not get banned for it because NPCs... They, well, they I won't get banned. Them. I'll just get the cops called on me for my name. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, has happened. It has happened. Yeah. So A lot. And, and that's why I am glad for developers like CD Projekt Red. Like Naughty Dog. Can we, I mean, Santa CD Projekt Red is going out of their way to embarrass other companies in this industry by making the greatest goddamn thing they can. That I think Naughty Dog could be put in that same category. Yeah, yeah. Um, Uncharted, The Last of Us. The Last of Us 2 is coming out. Eventually. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Some developers still get it. And, you know, they're dying breed, but, you know, some developers have fallen into the let's just make all the money. Let's just some add- developers are only being told to do that by their publishers. Add Battle Royale. <sighs> Can we stop? Is that over yet? Like, Battlefield 5 did it too. And then instead of Titanfall 3, we got Apex Legends, which is. I mean, it's meh. I've played two matches. That's about it. There's no Titans, goddammit. I could even think of a way to implement Titans, but, you know, that ain't, that ain't gonna happen. So, hopefully, more developers learn or realize that, you know, if they've got ideas, yeah, they, think- they need to be free to use them and publishers need to free them. Bungie is a great example. Destiny. Destiny 1 got shit on by Activision. And basically they had to redo the story. And the original, from what I remember hearing, sounded pretty awesome. Destiny 1's story was trash. It was hot garbage. I had no idea what was going on the whole time. And yeah. And then Destiny 2 came out. They did much better with the story. Like, it was coherent. I knew what was going on. But then they took away your Guardian's voice and made made him not speak, except for, like, two lines in one of the DLCs later on, which is fucking dumb. I hate silent protagonists in most games. Hate them. Well, that sounds like a topic for another. It might be. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Bungie, now that they're free of Activision, I desperately hope that they can actually get back to... You know, the great company that they were when they were making Halo. And with that, I think we'll close out. Uh, This is Dominic. Cody. And we will see you all next time.